Hello, this is Basil Howard Brown, and welcome to Messages of Revival. Today is the day the Lord's made, so let's rejoice and be glad in it. As you listen to this podcast, I believe God will touch, heal, deliver, and set you free. Open your heart to receive now, and remember, the joy of the Lord is your strength. God bless. Chapter 4 in the book of Acts deals with Peter and John's arrest. Of course, they were arrested in chapter 4. And then down in verse, um, verse 18, it says they were called, they called them and commanded that they should not speak or teach in the name of Jesus. But we know what happened. Down in verse 29, they started to pray. And they, and they prayed and they said, Now, Lord, behold our threatenings. They were threatened that they were not to speak or teach in the name of Jesus. They said, Behold our threatenings and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word. What they prayed for and asked God to give them was boldness. See, we as believers can pray for boldness. Even when people come against us, God wants to give us boldness so we can decree and declare the Word of God. Not everybody loves revival. Not everybody loves the move of the Holy Spirit. Are you listening to me? I've been in churches before where we have revival. And um, listen, the band, they leave. They go. They're not even in the meeting. I've been in churches where you get to the end of the meeting and there's no band, nobody left to get up and do anything. I'll put a CD on on the back. Are you listening to me? I walked out of the foyer, into the foyer in some churches and and half the band are sitting out in the foyer drinking coffee and and having fun and talking to themselves. I just look at them and think, my God, if you were my band, I'd fire all of you. You You wouldn't last a day in my church. Are you listening to me? Because if the people on the platform ain't going to drink, they ain't going to be a part of the ministry. Are you listening to me? I had some lady one day tell me, she said, you force your your music minister to to get full of joy. You force him to get drunk in the Holy Ghost. And you force him to, to love the move of God. I said, no. I said, we hired him because he loves the move of God, because he's a big drinker. And, he, and he's full of joy. We hired him for that. I don't force him to do anything because the bottom line is if he doesn't want it, then he, he should resign and leave. Amen. Amen. We're not forcing anybody to do anything. I just think to myself, look, even in the world, even in the world, I mean, you're not going to go and fill a position in the world in a job that you hate. Come on. If you don't like to work on the roads and Although that is job security around Fort Worth, but, you know, you started as a young man at, at the age of 18 years old, and, and you know, you know, you know, you're 76 years old, and you're still holding a flag on the road because they still haven't finished the, the roads around you, but, <laughs> you know, you pull, up a, you pull up an app to see where the traffic is, and the whole of Fort Worth is like, everything is slow. On the thing, it's like there's not a road you can ride on without. I mean, we cut. We did a shortcut today through one of the subdivisions and, and just around the church somewhere down here, and, and they were working on the roads. I'm like to my wife, I can't believe it. 
They, now they, 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 they're irritating us on the highway. Now they're on the roads, on the side roads. I mean, sorry if anybody, if you work for that, you know. You drive down the highway and there's, there's 15 people standing around talking. I mean, how many people do you need to actually make a discussion on how the road should be built? Hello? Anyway, so let me, let me move right along now. You're not going to go work a job you don't like. You know, the simple thing is if people don't like revival, they're going to go. Not everybody loves the move of God. Not everybody loves the fire of God. Because not everybody wants to surrender. And, and you know, some people practice sin. Now, now, listen, we all sin. But we don't practice sin. There's a difference between the two. Are you listening to me? Because if you say you are sinless, then you have to be Jesus. Amen. So we all sin sometime along the way, but we don't practice. We're not going out purposely to go practice sin. Hello. But some Christians actually practice sin. So when they're practicing sin, they don't want to get in the presence of God because the moment they get in the presence of God, then comes the conviction. And when there's a conviction, there has to come a change. Because if you don't change under the conviction, then you're going to leave. So not everybody loves the move of God. So let me say this as a believer. We have to pray for God to give us boldness. So that those people that we come into contact with that don't love the move of God or the anointing of God or the word of God, God gives us boldness to speak over that. Are you listening to me? Because if we don't have the boldness on the inside of us, then we're going to conform ourselves to what other people think. Because other people are going to manipulate you. Hello. I remember we pioneered a church in St. Louis one year, and we were there for five years in that church. And let me tell you what, through those five years, there were times that I felt the pressure from some of the people to try to conform this church to something other than revival. But I'm a revivalist, so, so listen, there was no conforming. And when I felt that pressure come on me to try to conform the church, man, we just go in and have a Holy Ghost blowout. I just preach on Acts chapter 2 and have a Holy Ghost blowout. And then that solves that for, you know, a number of months. And then you start feeling that pressure again. Are you listening to me? That's why ministers that are, you know, you go into some churches and have revival and then, and then because of the board, because of the, the band, because of brother big bucks or sister big bucks, they, they put the pressure on the minister to try to conform the church back to what it was before revival. And so the church go back to being that dead dry church. Are you listening to me? But when you have the boldness on the inside of you, listen, nobody going to conform you. Nobody's going to conform you. Nobody's going to shut you down. When you follow the Holy Ghost, nobody's going to keep you quiet. Hello. But you know what? There's a boldness on the inside of me. I don't care if people don't like the message. That's not my problem. I'm just going to teach and preach the message that comes from the Word with a boldness that's on the inside of me. We didn't come to please people. We didn't come to tickle their ears. I come to prod people. I come to stir them up. I come to poke them like they do on Facebook. Are you listening to me? I come to poke people, get you off your blessed assurance and go do something for God. That's what I want to do. I want to stir people up for revival. 
Because if we come to try to keep people in the same place they're in, then we're just going to tickle their ears and then some of them are living in sin and we're going to make them feel good about living in sin. No, if you're living in sin, you need to get set free. If you don't love the message on prosperity, you need to get saved. Hello. I mean, these are just some simple facts that you can find in the Word of God. Are you listening to me? I don't come to offend people, but I do come to preach the Word, and I allow the anointing of God to flow. And when you preach the Word and allow the anointing of God to flow, if people don't want it, they're going to be offended. You know, most ministers get up and tell little stories. And I'm like, seriously, what's that got to do with the Word? Are you listening to me? I don't don't come to church to hear a story. Most of the ministers get their messages offline. There's, there's sites you can go that are built for ministers that, that you can go and sign up in that thing and you can get messages for your Sunday message offline. You can even get little stories that they tell. They've got sites and, and little quick quips and 101s and this and that and next thing. You can get all the stuff and you can talk about all the stuff and it sounds great. You sound like you've got a great message. But it's not yours. It's somebody else's. They, they, they regurgitate it out from somebody else. Hello. And there's no anointing on the stuff. I mean, I mean, get with God and get a message from God. Get with Him. Find out what God wants to say. Get, get connected with the Holy Spirit. So the Bible says, yeah, he, they prayed for boldness. Verse 30 says, by stretching for thy hand to heal, that signs and wonders may be done by the name of the Holy Child Jesus. So listen to me carefully. When the Holy Ghost comes upon you and you get a Holy Ghost boldness on the inside of you, guess what's going to happen? Signs and wonders are going to happen. Signs and wonders are going to happen. Miracles are going to happen. There's going to be stuff that happens through your life, through your ministry, in the hearts and lives of other people that it would take years and then it would never even be accomplished. God can do more in your heart and life with five or ten minutes on the carpet under the anointing of God than what it can take a counselor to give you and counsel you for the next 50 years. Are you listening to me? God can transform you in a moment of time just like that. You're on the ground one way, you get up, you're totally different. And man could never even do that. Are you listening to me? Man could not counsel that way. Hello. Some of the best marriage counseling is right here on the carpet. Husband, wife. Wife getting set free. (laughs) Folks, relax. Let me finish my example, please. Husband enjoying it. No, husband getting set free. Oh, you listen to me. Some of the best counseling can be done right on the floor. I'm just saying, it makes our job as ministers a whole lot easier. You know, you're struggling with your kids. Let me tell you what. Revival, the move of God, is the best place for your children to be. We have seen, listen, we have seen children in this place. Their lives have been changed over the last seven and a half months. Their lives have been changed by the power of God. I'm telling you right now, this is the best place for your children to be, is in the presence of God Almighty. Right there. On that red carpet that you walk on. Right there. It's the best place for them to be. Because when they get up there, their whole life is different. 
And then suddenly a hunger and a thirst comes on the inside of them. And then they suddenly want more. And then suddenly they get full of the Holy Ghost. Then they get a boldness on the inside of them. And suddenly they start preaching and teaching to others. Are you listening to me? That's the way God does stuff. The Bible goes on to say here in verse 31. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken. Imagine being in a place where you start to pray to God. And then all of a sudden the whole place is shaken. I've seen people shaken by the power of God, but I've never seen a place shaken. But I tell you what, Jesus hasn't come yet. The place was shaken where they were assembled together. And the Bible says they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And listen to this, and they spake the word of God with boldness. Isn't that what they prayed for? God granted in us boldness. Now they're speaking the word of God with boldness. See, we as believers can pray. God, give me boldness. I need a decree and I need to declare your word with boldness. Boldness is not arrogance. Boldness is a good thing to have when it's Holy Ghost. You're just coming from a standpoint that you know, that you know, that you know, that you know. As a believer, you know that you're a believer. So when you see a non-believer, listen, you're compelled. You have a boldness on the inside of you to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with him. Why? Because you're coming from a standpoint that you know that you know. And there's a boldness on the inside about that. When you meet people that are sick in their body and you know about the healing power of Jesus, there's a boldness on the inside of you that you want to lay your hands upon people. Are you listening? We should never be complacent. We should never back off of what God is doing. Never, never back off. Let me tell you something. We, we don't have long meetings. You know, the other night I walked out of the building here and got in the back and taken my mic off and I looked at the time and I think it was like 10 past 10 or something, 10, 20. I don't know what it was, but it was about that time. And I looked at my watch and said, oh my gosh, look at the time. What happened to the time? And I looked at JD and I said, I said, where did the time go in the meeting? What, what happened tonight that the time disappeared? So, and then he said, well, when God chunks out 40 minutes and keeps us in the presence like he did when I first got up and prayed, that night we, we stayed there for like 40 minutes just in his presence doing nothing. He said, when God chunks out 40 minutes of a meeting, then you know you're going to get out a little later than normal. Are <laughs> oh, you listening to me? That's a fact. People become so time conscious about this and about that. And, you know, I understand tomorrow is work, but, but tonight is, is drink. Hey, this is my party. And I'll be happy if I want to. Amen. I remember in a meeting one time in South Africa, I'm preaching, and some people got up and walked out the door. And my thought was, man, I hope I didn't offend them. That's what it was back then. Now, I don't think anything. I used to think, my God, I hope I did offend them. <laughs> but God got me over that. But I don't think anything. If somebody gets up and walks out the building, you know, they could be going to work. I don't worry about it. Hey, you know, I don't say a word. Let them go. I, it's fine with me. I don't even pay attention. Hello. They could have diarrhea and they need to go. I mean, that could, there could be multiple. There could be multiple things going on. That's why they have to leave. 
and that's okay. They could have kids that they've got to get to the school. I mean, whatever it is, it's okay. God's not going to fall off the throne because of it. Are you listening to me? All right, well, hey, everybody's entitled to an opinion. Just like everybody has an armpit. Some people's armpits stink. You know, the funny thing is this, and it's not really funny, but it's just the terminology that we use. But the funny thing is this, that people can say whatever they want to to a minister. And the moment the minister says anything back, then the preacher's of the devil. I mean, you can't believe some of the stuff that people have said to us. Now, not at, not at Calvary. You've all been sweet. But then you're all Texans. <laughs> and it makes a difference, amen? <laughs> but, but, but we've had some people say some, some terrible things. I mean, unbelievable. And if we retaliate with anything, oh, you're not a man of God. I'm like, really? And, and what you said was of God? Hello? See, listen, I don't really care what people say about me. I mean, people call me ugly. They call me fat. I don't really care what they say. I don't care. As long as my wife loves me and my children love me and God loves me and Jesus loves me and the Holy Spirit loves me. See, sometimes when you teach and preach the word and the anointing of God, it affects people. It really does affect people. And some people it's in a positive way and some people it's in a negative way. See, I've had ministers say, well, well, if this was true revival, it wouldn't bring a division. Oh, really? So when Jesus was here on this earth and he went into the synagogues, he brought unity amongst everybody. They sat there when he healed somebody on the Sabbath day. They sat there and they communed with one another what they could do to him. They were furious. At him. They were mad. Sounds like a church we were in recently. No. <laughs> They, came, they were mad at him. So if, if Jesus was all about unity, surely he would have brought the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the wooden seas and the couldn't seas, and he would, have brought them, he would have brought them all into unity together. But they didn't. He didn't. He couldn't do it. Why? Because that's not what he came for. He came to, he came to set the captive free. And, and a lot of that stuff is all religion. That's what it is. And so when you, when you encounter religion, religion has a way of snailing up at you and attacking you. That's what religion does. Holy Ghost doesn't do that. You meet people full of the Holy Ghost, and, and they're lovely people. But when you get a hold of religion, then religion comes against you. Listen, I don't care who you are. You're going to step out in the ministry. You're going to go preach the gospel somewhere. I don't care what nation you go to. There's religion all over the place. And you have to have a Holy Ghost boldness on the inside of you to overcome religion. Because if you don't have a Holy Ghost boldness, I tell you right now, religion will overcome you. And you'll be conformed to what religion says it should be. There's nothing like the joy of the Lord. Nothing. Nothing like the anointing. Every time we show up at a meeting, the anointing of God should be there. Every time. Why? Because there's people that are in the meeting that God wants to set free. Every, I don't care what meeting it is. Every meeting you go to, God's anointing should be in the house because there are people in the house that God wants to set free. The church is such a depressed entity. And you know, back in the day, that used to be normal. 
We'd go to church and everybody's depressed. We were depressed and we look around and all the depressed, sad people and it was normal. And then there was one person that was happy and then we'd go and go, well, well what's wrong with you, man? You been, you been, uh, yeah? are, you, are you popping a few pills? What pills are you taking? Are you on medic? You're on medication, right? You forgot to take your medication. Because you see, it was normal just to see a whole bunch of depressed people. I'm talking about Pentecostal churches we grew up in. A whole bunch of depressed people. Some would smile on the outside, but you know they were depressed on the inside. Then revival came and joy came and then everybody started getting set free. Now, now to me, that's the norm. Joy is the norm. To see happy people, it's actually normal. When you're full of joy, it's actually... See, that lady there, she's normal. I had one preacher call me up and say, now when you're preaching and you hear people laughing like that, doesn't that irritate you? I'm like, actually, no, I don't even really hear it. I don't really hear the joy because it's normal. Hello. Hello. If your vehicle that you drive down the road, from the time you bought it, it made a clunk. After a while, you don't hear the clunk. Others hear the clunk, but you don't hear it because it's normal. Hello. Well, it's the same with joy. I get in the meeting, people get full of joy, joy starts breaking out. It doesn't, I'm not drug away by what's going on over there. I'm, I'm focusing on those that are like this. Because that's not normal. That's who I'm focusing on. See, for me to hear joy in a meeting, it just sounds like a river running. I love the sound of... I, it's the sounds of revival. That's what it is. I love the sounds of revival. I, I hate the clunk of religion. But I love the sounds of revival. Aren't you going through a difficult time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. Praise God. I've, I've been so free. Yeah, but you shouldn't be happy. Are you? Hey, are you smart? Huh? Are you? Are you popping a pill? Yeah, I pop pills every day. Gospel. Well, I have me a gospel every day. You drink. I drink the new wine of the Holy Ghost. Hello. Who want to hang around dead people anyway? Hello. Who want to hang around dead people? I don't mind the dead coming in the meeting. It's a religion... It's a religious that I have an issue with. But I don't mind dead people coming in the meeting. Because we raise dead people all the time. We see, we see dead people raised all the time in the meeting. So I don't have a problem with dead people coming in. In actual fact, I want the dead to come. If you're watching by way of the internet and you live in the Metroplex area and you're dead, come Sunday night! Maybe you can Uber a hearse and they can bring you in on Sunday night. 
I don't mind the dead showing up because they won't be dead when the meeting's over. The Bible says laughter is like a medicine. So if you really think about it, all these folks here tonight are having some medication. The Bible says meditate on the word by day and by night. And I love meditation on the word. But I really do believe that every time you meditate on the word, you also have to medicate right after. Medication follows the meditation of the word. It's like signs, wonders, and miracles follow the preaching of the word. Medication follows the meditation of the word. When I meditate on the word, whatever's in the word that I'm meditating on is going to medicate me, and I'm going to get happy, and I'm going to rejoice, and I'm, I'm having me a drink over that. Are you listening to me? If laughter's like a medicine, then there's people that are getting full of joy, getting laughter to yet tonight. The laughter's medicating them. And that means there's a healing coming. Are you listening? There's a healing coming. If you don't know Jesus and need to rededicate your life right now, pray this prayer with me. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I confess right now that Jesus, you are my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart. Take out the hardened heart and give me a heart of flesh. Change me, Lord. Let me never be the same again. I repent and turn from my ways. I make you Lord of my life right now. Use me, Lord, in these days we are in. I am ready for your coming and always will be. I love you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul and setting me free. Amen. Now, if you pray this prayer, I would love to hear from you. So please email me at revivalpodcasthb at gmail.com. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Messages of Revival Podcast. For more, subscribe to Messages of Revival Podcast on Anchor. Google Podcast and iTunes and share this podcast with somebody that needs to be uplifted and blessed. God bless you.